Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Russell Jackman. Vern Glenn is off today. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and today's theme is baseball. I only stunk a little. Man, you got to get into another sport for, for a little bit. We've ground the baseball stuff. Well, you know what? We, we just started baseball not too long ago. And, you know, I kind of switched between the NBA. And then when during football season, you know, we get a little bit more. Go football. back to the NBA. Those are the ones I actually know the answers to. Oh, okay. Well, that, well may, next week, you remind me. Like, yeah, because we, we're in the playoffs. So we'll, uh, th- that'll be good. And uh, we're hoping that uh, Bobby Evans, uh, former uh, general manager of the San Francisco Giants, is going to join us. we we'll kind of get his perspective on what's going on in baseball. I uh, want to talk about a couple of things in the next segment uh, or during the show, uh, if we have enough time. Talk about uh, Alex Smith being cleared. Uh, yeah, that'll be kind of interesting to see how he does. I keep thinking of Joe Theismann, you know. Uh, Joe Theismann didn't have 17 surgeries done. No, I know. Well, he never came back. I know. But, but the 17 surgeries, you'd think the last thing you'd want to do is get back on the field. But I know. Stuff. Yeah, that, that, that takes time. talking about amputating his leg. I know. That, that's just uh, – yeah, that's scary is what it is. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, potential that they might have 15,000 fans at the, the Chiefs-Texans opener. That would be kind of interesting. Travis Kelsey also gets a new contract along with Mr. Kittle. And uh, are the Chiefs the new villains uh, taking over from where the Patriots were? I mean, they only won one Super Bowl, but apparently they got a little attitude. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, let's see if we got a couple of things to go over. Uh, but this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding close to 7.5% with no losses. That's the important thing. Secured by real estate. It doesn't get any more conservative than that. Check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Stay with us. We're going to be right back at Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. This is Mark Honf, co-host of The Best of Investing. Can you believe how long we've been living in this era of low interest rates? It's been for most of this decade. 
And when we were all expecting rates to go up this year, now we're finding out that low rates will likely continue through 2020. If you're among the rapidly growing segment of people entering retirement age, I'm sure you're concerned over the challenge of growing your retirement savings. And you're not alone. Pacific Private Money has a solution for those seeking ways to significantly boost yields you earn on your retirement savings. And we do it with safety and security features not found in traditional investments like stocks and mutual funds. For more information on how you can supercharge your retirement savings with annual yields of 7% or more. That's right, 7% or more. Contact us at 415-883-2150 or visit us at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Equal housing lender. Licensed Caldieri 01897444. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. Most of us like to be out in the sun. That's why sunscreen and other safety measures are key to protecting your skin from aging and cancer. The FDA recommends using a sunscreen with a sun protection factor, or SPF, of 15 or higher. Also, look for broad spectrum on the label. That means both harmful ultraviolet A and B rays are blocked. UVA rays age the skin. UVB rays burn. And both cause cancer. But the perfect sunscreen doesn't count if you use it wrong. Don't need sunscreen on a cloudy day? Wrong. 80% of UV rays still get through the haze. Only use sunscreen at the beach? Nope. Anytime you're outside, UV rays attack the skin, so you need protection. And you have to reapply sunscreen every two hours. Remember, SPF plus broad spectrum equal healthy fun in the sun. Visit www.fda.gov sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman. Vern Glenn is off today. We're still trying to get Bobby on the phone. He's uh, kind of uh, in, in between right now. So uh, before he gets on, let's go ahead and talk a few things. One, uh, Alex Smith, um, after that terrible leg injury, uh, is uh, cleared to come back after 21 months. I mean, I, I, I just can't imagine not being gun-shy if I'm him. He is so lucky he's not a horse. Yeah, we had to shoot him, put him out of his Yeah, leg. yeah. No, they were talking about amputating his leg. I mean, you would think that if, if you went through an injury where you could possibly be an amputee, then you would be done with sports. Like the next thing that you would do yeah. would be, you know, badminton or, or you know, you'd be doing a – Or uh, wrestling. Pool or, you know, you'd be doing a, 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 a ping pong or something. You wouldn't want to get back in there and – be a starting quarterback for a team that also, let's face it, the Washington 
fill in the blanks are going nowhere this year. They're going to win a title. doesn't matter how good Alex Smith plays. But there are a lot of teams like that, though, you know. That are, that are just it's not true, gonna... but if you're Alex Smith, you only have, you know, and you're coming back, you really should be trying to come back for an actual, you know, playoff appearance at the very least. Yeah, I wonder how long he – I mean, he's been out for 21 months. I wonder how long he could come stay out, you know, rehabbing, uh, get, getting ready for a good team, you know, and be in, uh, in football shape. And does the NFL have some sort of obligation here to say, you know what, we appreciate how much you're willing to do this, but we don't want to see you actually have to have your leg removed on the field after a huge hit. You know, I mean, if your leg was this close to being amputated in surgery, like what's, if he gets a Theismann-like injury again, you know, or a repeat to what just happened, the tragic level of it might be so bad. I mean, sometimes yeah. the you'd think maybe the NFL has an obligation to stand back and say, we appreciate your willingness to get in there, but we can't have you get in there. It's just too dangerous. Well, it's sort of like the CTE, right? I mean, all the protocols when a guy gets, con- uh, gets a concussion. Um, yeah. Also, what if you're an opposing player, you know, you, you really, you almost really kind of want to back off a little bit. Uh, which is not how football is played. And, and I I can tell you this, the uh, defensive line guys don't think that way. You know, they are out there to take a guy out and that's what their, their, their job is. That's what they get paid for. They, they, you know, they want to run, run to the guy and then just poke him with a finger. They, they're there to, to make the tackle. Plus quarterbacks are as protected a position as you can get in any professional sport. True. You know? True. Um, uh, uh, so if Alex is willing to do it and put himself at that risk, then, you know, he's going to have to be a big boy and take it if, you know, he's permanently injured from something like that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. I mean, if, if he was uh, – if he had not been injured and he just had, let's say, attitude, uh, he doesn't. I'm just saying if, if he was right. a guy – you know, then you kind of think, okay, man, guys are going to be gunning for him, you know, but he seems like a relatively nice guy and then he's got this injury. And, and so if I'm a defensive lineman, I, you know, I don't know how, how much I'm going to look. I mean, even let's say gunning for his leg. Right. I mean, there's always that too. If guys has an injury, you kind of, sometimes these guys kind of go for that. To, That's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. You can't tell these uh, linemen that they can't do their jobs because yeah. this guy goes back to work even though he's been injured. I mean, so what do you I think have a they're going to ignore it. Well, what, what do you think happens to the guy who ends up, re- let's say, really hurting him again? But, I mean, it was the, the first time, obviously, was just a, an accident. These things happen. I hate to say it. I put the blame on Alex Smith. I don't put it on the, 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 the next defender that hits him hard. Oh, I think oh, we looks may like, have uh, a Bobby. I think we side. got Bobby on the phone here. Then uh, Bobby, just pop on in when, uh, when, you, when you're ready. Looks like, uh, it looks like you got in, which is good. Can we hear you okay? Bobby? Yeah, just make sure, you, make sure you can hear me. We can hear you just fine. Thanks, thanks for uh, joining us. So uh, we have Bobby Evans, uh, former general manager of the San Francisco Giants. There we go. Got now we video. can actually see him, too. 
And uh, so, Bobby, I'll introduce you. I don't think you know we're Russell Jackman, but uh, he's uh, with us. Vern is off today. And uh, we've got a few minutes before we get to our uh, next break. So we thought, uh, uh, let's go ahead and just ask. First of all, um, we'll get into other things, but something that's popped up yesterday that that, uh, made me think, I got to ask Bobby this question. So Fernando Testis, he swings on a 3-0 count uh, with bases loaded, hits a grand slam. The Padres were already up like 7-3 to three at the eighth inning. And sure enough, the Rangers are, you know, not very happy. And the next guy who gets up uh, gets a pitch thrown behind him. And I'm thinking, if I'm the general manager, I'm going to – I, how many times have you been in that position where something like that happened where uh, a baseball player, you know, broke the unwritten rule – and you're kind of going, uh-oh, what's going to happen to my next player or when this guy gets back up again? You know, because as a general manager, you got to be thinking about the health of the players, right? <clears throat> so without a doubt, I hope I'm clear. Am yeah, I we can hear you. Or can you yeah. hear me? It's kind of, kind of popping in a little bit in and out, but sometimes you're very clear. Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, uh, gee, so funny. Yeah, I know. So, you know, it's funny. Sometimes Vern has this issue, too, with uh, being in a, a certain cell area where the, where the Wi-Fi is not quite as good. So, so go ahead. Yeah. What, uh, well, what hopefully you... this is a better. Is this, is this more clear now? Yeah, it is. Huh? Yeah. I mean, my, my sense is that, you know, first of all, I mean, baseball is really debating its own unwritten rules right now. I mean, for good reason, right? Because, you know, at some level, I mean, that's an exciting exciting home run it's a game it's a blowout uh you know it's it's kind of it's kind of funny how much heat he took for, for hitting on a, hitting a 3-0 pit but yeah i think as a general manager you you are worried about anytime those unwritten rules are broken and 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 the, the retaliation that occurs you know could affect you know not only injuries to your players on one pitch, but it could ultimately culminate in a response from the whole team. And that's why bench is clear. And that's why you have ejections and fines and suspensions. And sometimes yeah. people get hurt. So yeah, I mean, the unwritten rules of baseball are, are clearly enforced in such a way that sometimes it can be a huge detriment. Yeah. So the couple of things, you know, one is um, a seven to three lead is not like a 12 to three lead. I mean, you can, you can get four runs, you know, in two innings and catch this game up and, and then things change anyway. But it's like, I look at it, I go, if it's three and O and you don't want them to swing, then just go ahead and put four fingers out, you know, and just intentionally walk them. Right. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's not really his fault, you know, and then he's, you know, he's going for his average and all that. I mean, I, I can't blame a guy for hitting, <clears throat> you know, it's, I, and, and the same thing with like, you know, stealing bases and all that. Go ahead. Well, I think it's interesting that the you know the Padres manager mentioned that he, I think he'd given him the take sign, which was you know yeah. don't swing. It's a three zero pitch. We're up seven runs. You know, it's interesting <laughs> to give him the take sign. So, so I think the manager was more upset that that he swung at a he didn't follow the signs. I think he didn't do anything. And um, I, I didn't hear. Yeah, was, I, didn't, I didn't hear whether fan, for uh, Tatis had uh, said that he missed the sign. It almost would be better yeah. if he said he missed it. Hey, we're going to cut to a commercial break here. I think and, he uh, may have missed the sign. He may miss the sign. So. Uh, our, our theme is baseball, I only stunk a little, is the title, all right? So here's our first trivia question. I like it. Yeah, I get it. In 1968, I won the NL Cy Young and the season MVP with an amazing 1.12 ERA. 
with the Cardinal. Well, that's an easy one. Uh, in my final season in 1975, I had a 5.04 ERA. So I only stunk for a short time. Who am I? All right. Yeah. Trivia question. That, actually, that was an easy one. The, the next two ones, uh, well, actually, the next one's a little hard. And then the one after that's a little bit easier again. All right. So that's our, our trivia question. 1968 won the NLs. Uh, Cy Young and season MVP with an amazing 1.12 ERA. That by itself should give you the hint. Um, in final season in 1975, he had an ERA of 5.04, so he only stunk for a short time. Uh, who is he? All right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101. We're going to be right back. <laughs> Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. We are the Debt Destroyer Network. Any debt you have, credit card, tax, student loan debt, call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt. It's great advice. Plus, when you make this free call now, we have debt destroyer experts ready to help. They can show you how to destroy your debt and get your life back on track. Debt problems don't have to be overwhelming. You can live stress-free and debt-free. Credit cards, medical bills, IRS tax problems, even student loan debt. Learn about free programs offered by the credit card companies, hospitals, and even the government that can help slash your debt. Call the Debt Destroyer now for free information. Call now. 877-360-0402-877-360-0402-877-360-0402. That's 877-360-0402. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackson and our special guest, Bobby Evans, uh, former uh, general manager of the San Francisco Giants. Uh, first trivia question, 1968, uh, who won the Cy Young Award in the National League? Uh, was the season MVP and with amazing 1.12 ERA with the Cardinals. Uh, but in 1975, he had an ERA of 5.04, so he only stunk for a short time. Who was that, Bobby? Yeah, Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson. Yeah. In fact, if if you guys remember what ended up happening after that season, they uh, they, they lowered the mound because the the hit. In fact, uh, sixty seven. I think Yastrzemski was the only one who hit over three hundred, and he hit like three hundred four because the mound was so high. Pitchers had a big advantage, so they lowered the mound. All right. So, um, Bobby. Uh, Three World Series in five years with the San Francisco Giants. And kind of interestingly enough, after you um, uh, stopped working for the Giants, um, they seem to get worse. Uh, (laughs) I know Farhad, uh, Zaidi's, you know, he seems like a a good guy. Um, But uh, what do you think is going on with them? Well, they're in transition. I mean, there's – you know, they're really trying to you know, re, restart, you know, uh, from scratch in a sense. And there's a lot of a lot of guys, veteran guys that, you know, still want to win and, and still wish they were part of a, a winning uh, formula. But right now they're in a rebuild and that's, you know, that that you take your lumps during the rebuild. And, you know, it's probably a, a good year to be rebuilding with 60 games because you, you know, the, you won't feel as much as many, many pains of a long season when you only have 60 games. But. Yeah, I mean it's hard. I mean nobody nobody likes to lose, but sometimes that you know taking a step back as an organization it allows you to get stronger in areas where you're not strong, and you know part of that's building up the farm system, part of that's uh, you know kind of resetting your payroll, and you know that's the advantage that they'll have short term pain, but hopefully long term gain. And how how do you how do you and then I'll let Russell pop in too. How do you do that as a as a general manager where you you almost kind of know in your heart, it's kind of a throwaway season. I mean, how can you go in day after day, you know, trying to have an attitude, a winning attitude when you sort of feel like it's not going to happen? Well, I mean, we, we never intentionally, uh, you know, let our team, you know, struggle. I mean, you know, historically, but that's part of the wave now is to let your team struggle and to to allow for short-term pain and long-term hoping for long-term gain. I mean, we had a, we had a four-year run, you know, 06, 07, and 08, where we, we struggled a lot. And, we, you know, never did we intend to struggle, but we struggled. Um, but in the process, we benefited from those struggles because we got higher draft picks, uh, ultimately helped us rebuild our farm system. We got the benefits of Lincecum and Bumgarner, and, and at that point graduated graduated Matt Kane, and then ultimately we, we added Posey. So those years of struggle allowed for, you know, really a nice run of success. Again, it was never intending to struggle. It was just, you know, what happened. And in this case, allowing for the struggle will hopefully result in some success up the line. But it, it, every loss is painful. I think it's, it's painful even probably if you intend to lose. I don't, I don't think anybody intends to lose, but to the extent that they know that they've not, you know, invested in the current club with the anticipation of the future. Uh, again, we didn't experience that directly. I mean, we experienced some tough years, uh, but never, you know, did we – did we want to experience that in anticipation of the future? We were trying to win every game right now all the time. And that was really our mentality throughout the Bonds era. And it has been consistent throughout the Posey era. Hmm. Uh, 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 
May I call you Bobby? You said, yeah, of course. Is that okay? <laughs> I, I, I just, Mr. Evans seems so formal, but, <laughs> but, um, uh, and I understand what you're saying. And yet the Giants made some very questionable moves in the offseason, including bringing back Hunter Pence, who's been maybe a very positive um, uh, uh, influence in the uh, dugout, but he's been a complete disaster on both, in both the field and behind the plate. Um, why, why would the Giants go back to Hunter Pence after he already left? He looked like he was, you know, going to, you know, kind of finish off his career in Texas. And then nine, the, the Giants bring him back, and it's been a complete uh, problem. I mean, when you were there, I think I saw a lot of moves where you were looking towards guys with their future potential. And I was really shocked to see Zaidi go and make a big investment on somebody whose career was basically over. Well, I can only I can only speak to this from the outside looking in now. But I, you know, you look at the value of Hunter Pence, and and clearly, you know, whatever struggles he may have in a given day, you know, he doesn't carry those struggles to the next day. And and I think it's a great example for for your young players. He's an energy booster in the clubhouse, uh, especially when you have a you know a team that's going to struggle. Um, he doesn't let you get down on on the struggles. He keeps everybody upbeat. I mean, I think he's probably a a great support to any manager he's ever played for. Um, he, he's eyes and ears. He's a, he's a, you know, you know, culture carrier, um, you know, in a clubhouse. So there's other elements of his game that even when the off, offense might struggle or maybe the defense struggles, there's still other elements of value to him. And, and really his, he's in, in many ways, a, a former face of, of those success stories in 12 and 14. And, and, and maybe there was some, uh, you know, tie into that as well, but, but I know that I know that nobody intends to bring him back and have him struggle. But that's part of the game. And and again, I, I I know that this is a time where you want young players to play. And I think that that's you know I don't think that's lost on them. I know they just brought up Duggar. Um, they're seeing a lot of Yastrzemski. Um, uh, so may, excuse you. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, sorry. We're glad we're so not anyway. in the same room. <laughs> That's right. We're, we're COVID, COVID coming through the computer. We're COVID right? safe. Yeah, bless you, though. Bless you. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's an easy answer, but I think that's there's some of what other things that Pitts brings to the table that may be valued more this winter. That's the thing. Is, the, other, the, the other question that I had is, um, uh, why are the Giants doing so much to draft catchers and not really looking at using their draft picks, the high draft picks, to go get – another marquee pitcher the, the pitching is obviously getting very old the new pitchers that they brought in haven't really done a good job trevor got might be the worst reliever the giants have had since armando benitez stepped on the mound so i mean what's going on here and why are the giants not addressing what i see as their biggest problem and instead they keep drafting catchers well, if you look at the Cubs model, the Cubs model was let's draft position player, position player, position player, and then let's go sign the pitching. Um, and, and maybe that's that's going to be Farhan's approach. Um, but but no doubt, no one's going to win without good pitching. I mean, even a, a solid roster offensively without pitching, you know, is going to struggle. And and I think everyone uh, can see that not only, you know, with, with what we're doing, but, you know, the Red Sox and other clubs that are struggling from a pitching side, it's going to affect their result. And, White Sox have, have a very exciting offensive team, so the, the, the vote's still out on how that year will play out without the pitching that they need. But, again, this is a, um, uh, you know, a, a million-dollar question because, you know, ultimately drafting pitching is part of how we had success. I mean, look at Kane, 
look at Linscombe, look at Bumgarner, look at you know, even a Brian Wilson as a closer and Romo and others. But uh, the, you know, there's different approaches, and sometimes you just figure you're going to draft, you're going to draft, you know, position players and then go sign the, the free agent pitcher or trade for it. I, I think you did an amazing job finding those guys, and and that's what made those three championships was the fact that the Giants didn't have to go and 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 pay for a high priced talent that was on the decline. I mean, we're seeing now, obviously, Samarja hit the wall. Cueto still looks pretty good after the, I wasn't sure he'd be as much of a factor after the Tommy John surgery, but he looks like he's, he's back to being close to what he was before he got injured. But I don't like this trend where the giants are refusing to really look seriously of their high draft choices for pitching. And instead they're going position players. I think it should be the other way around. I think the giants should, maybe go free agency to find the position players and, and draft the, the pitchers like they did with Kane and Lincecum and so forth. Well, we had a secret weapon in Dick Tidrow. I mean, Dick Tidrow, you know, for us, you know, was, was such a key evaluator uh, of our pitching, not only, you know, not only, you know, once they were in the system or even, you know, working with rags and, and Guardy in the big leagues, but, but particularly relative to the draft. I mean, he, he would go see these guys himself and, uh, you know, and, and of course he wouldn't go too many times because he didn't want other teams to know who he, who he liked. So he would, he would kind of uh, shift in and out and, and make sure those guys get followed by our scouts. But uh, you know, I, again, I, I, I can't disagree that there's certainly uh, benefits to the draft strategy, which is what one we followed closely. There's gotta be, there's gotta be so much that goes on behind the scenes that, that only Bobby would know that, you know, the rest of us would not know. You know, the stuff that goes on in the clubhouse, the stuff with Hunter Pence, you know, how, how much of an asset he is to the rest of the team, even if he's not doing something specifically on the field at that time. I mean, there's, you know, Bobby, you got to make some comments on that. There's so much stuff that, that, that the public just doesn't know. No, it's hard. I mean, I, I think it is hard. Even, even sometimes in your own office, you don't share all the details internally of what, what's going on, uh, you know, what's affecting a given decision. And in the clubhouse, sometimes the players don't know. And I think it's, it's hard. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of dynamics, you know, in terms of, uh, you, know, uh, you, know, you know, whether it's trade discussions or player, or player you know, nursing injuries or players having, you know, uh, you know a, a new approach with their swing or a new approach with a, a new pitch and trying new things. I mean, there are a lot of different yeah. challenges that exist. And, you know, and it's uh, the manager in, in concert with the front office is trying to put, you know, the, the formula together. And, you know, it, it isn't easy. Okay. Hey, we're going to cut to another commercial break here. Hopefully you can join us for just a little bit longer. Ask you a couple sure. more questions. We'll let you go. All right. Second trivia question. In my fourth season in baseball with the Cincinnati Reds in 2004, I finished second in the NL by hitting 46 home runs. I only stunk a little by setting a major league record of striking out 195 times in the, in uh, the season also. Uh, who am I? All right, so which Cincinnati uh, player in his fourth season in 2004 finished second in the NL by hitting 46 home runs, uh, but uh, he also struck out 195 times? This question's a little bit harder. All right, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be right back. Hi, 
Hey, Sports Econ 101 listeners, I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. You probably heard about earning high returns investing in real estate through crowdfunding and other online platforms. But do you know where that real estate is located? At Pacific Private Money, we invest primarily in local Northern California real estate, and our clients earn yields of 7.5% secured by deeds of trust at conservative values. To find out more about one of the best-kept secrets in secured high-yield investing, go to PacificPrivateMoney.com or call 415-883-2150. Equal housing lender. License Cal DRE 01897444. All investments have inherent risk and your results may vary. This station does not guarantee nor endorse any investment strategy. Hello and welcome back to the Ronnie Deutsch Tax Program. On the line is Paul. Paul from California. Hi, Paul. What's your tax problem today? Hi, Ronnie. Love your show. Listen, I've got a big problem. You see, my paycheck was garnished last week, and I'm only getting half the normal amount. To make matters worse, the IRS froze my bank account. Listen, I'm embarrassed and scared. I need some help. Listen, Paul, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You just need some tax help. And the great news is the IRS has some unbelievable programs that can eliminate your tax debt so you don't have to worry about having your paycheck garnished or your bank levied. Doesn't that sound great? It sure does, Ronnie. Then do yourself a huge favor and get a free consultation right now and tell them the tax lady sent you. 855-715-5721. That's 855-715-5721. Finding the next job is a big job, and that part of what you do is a little tough right now. Because of that, Lowe's for Pros is here to help. Get $400 in leads on us with a free one-year subscription from HomeAdvisor to connect to jobs that make sense for you. Sign up at Lowe'sforpros.com slash proloyalty to get started. Just one more reason why Lowe's is the new home for pros. Now let's get to work. Subscription and $400 lead credit subject to HomeAdvisor's approval and terms. Valid for new HomeAdvisor customers only. Lowe's loyalty required. More terms apply. Valid through 99 U.S. only. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman. Vern Glenn's off today, and our special guest, Bobby Evans. Uh, second trivia question. In my fourth season in baseball with the Cincinnati Reds in 2004, I finished second in the NL by hitting 46 home runs. I only stunk a little by setting a major league record of striking out 195 times in that season. Almost sounds like a Babe Ruth, doesn't it? You know, he struck out a lot, uh, a lot of home runs. Who was that player? Now you got me. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't I'm know. The only I, I'm the guy I can think of is Chris Sabo, and he was he was that's well before. That was before, yeah. Uh, yeah. Adam Dunn. Oh, Adam Dunn. Adam Dunn. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So don't worry. The, the next question is a little easier on that. Um, so, Russell, go ahead. I know you're. Yeah, yeah. So in 2010, 
that was a real surprise to to Giants fans to get a, a championship in 2010. Even though I could see it building and building towards that, I wasn't sure the team was ready to win a title in 2010. Yeah. And in 2014, they shouldn't have won a world championship. But Madison Baumgartner basically put the team on his back and got it, got it to win. 2012, to me, is the perfect year. And I wanted to take you to have you take us back to 2012. Because you, you, you've just gotten off of uh, 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 Buster Posey's devastating leg injury. Huge disappointment with Carlos Beltran. Um, uh, the team could have easily just been a one-and-done um, uh, World Series v- victor. You know, we looked that the floor is littered with lots of teams that won one, and then they're done. I mean, but they scratched you know, and away another World Series? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think, and do you think that the Houston Astros are going to win another World Series? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. So what was it about 2012, and how did you go into 2012 feeling mm-hmm. like – were you going to win a title or is it like, this is a make or break year? How, how did you feel about 2012? Well, it was a, it was coming off of probably 2011 was the best uh, all around pitching performance of the giants team in, in my recent memory um, at the time. And it was, uh, it was, we had added uh, Vogel song. Of course, you know, Zito had a much better year in, in 12. Um, we still had Kane. We still had Linscombe. I mean, it was a it was a magical year in '11, and then we moved into '12, we, but we couldn't put it together offensively after losing Posey in May. So I think we looked at you know 2012 as a year where we needed to you know elevate our game you know defensively and offensively and hope we could hold our pitching together. Uh, we still had the big four uh, relievers, although Wilson at that point was you know uh, ultimately went down on us, um, didn't you know didn't finish the 12 season as I recall, but. Um, but, uh, you know, big additions for us were Melky Cabrera in the offseason, mm. Angel Pagan in the offseason, and then Brandon, you know, Brandon Belt now, you know, taking over first base. Crawford, uh, his first full season at shortstop. Uh, you know, so there – and now we have Posey back. So there was a lot of momentum, you know, in our favor. And, you know, and at, at the same time, Pablo had retaken, you know, third base on an everyday basis with Uribe, you know, having done free agency with L.A. Mm. Uh, we still had Huff. You know that would would balance. Oh, that's right. And, and Scudero um, in second, and well, Scudero as well. And so, uh, the, and Scudero, of course, was a, an addition. Um, you know, at the trade deadline, and and then ultimately, you know, we traded for Pence. You know, at the deadline. So it was a it was a it was a magical year in a lot of ways. Um, and in some ways, the you know the, coming off eleven, yeah, we thought we had a chance um, because we in, in fact eleven we thought we had a better chance, but we didn't end up even making the playoffs. You know, Beltran was a key acquisition for us um, in 11 uh, that didn't pan out um, because he spent probably 10 days on the DL or 15 days on the DL, which, you know, was really the difference in us making the playoffs. Well, yeah, it was amazing that I, I still remember, uh, you know, the, the, against the Reds and uh, St. Louis, just like being down to the wire and then coming back, coming back. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it was cockroaches. so uh uh, bobby for uh, the the, uh, audience who doesn't uh, who you know they know that you're not the general manager now uh are there any prospects out there i mean it's kind of a weird year because we're not going to have a full season well we've got i've got a good system i think that you know they're ranked top 10 right now and and uh i think they've drafted uh you know some some top guys in the last couple years but left over from 
you know, my time as general manager, I mean, Marco Luciano, uh, arguably, you know, maybe announced by MILB or Baseball America as the top prospect in all of baseball. Uh, I don't know if he'll end up as the top guy or certainly top five. Uh, how about for baseball, your, how, which, uh, actually what I meant was for, about, about for yourself that, you know, it's a short oh. year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate your analysis about the giants, but you know, for, for yourself, you know, it, it's like our, are there are teams looking to do changes during you know looking for general managers during the short season, or are they just going to kind of stay with what they got and look for next year? Yeah, that's a good question, and and I don't know. I think that uh, you know I I've never been one to to root for others' uh, hardship for for my benefit. I I just would love to join a front office with a current general manager who you know wants to have you know a good team approach and where I can contribute because uh, I've been a part of the you know, with longtime front office with Brian Sabian. I mean, you know, we worked very closely together and, you know, all felt like we had an opportunity to, you know, to partner and influence the, the direction. And, and so I think just having someone that, you know, I can, you know, learn from as well as maybe, you know, my experience can benefit, you know, maybe a younger general manager, um, you know, that would be great too. So uh, I, you don't know. I mean, I, I think it'll be hard for ownerships to make much change after a 60 game season, but, yeah. you know, you know, every, every, every front office, you know, transition happens somewhat unexpectedly oftentimes. And so uh, we'll just have to see. Um, but again, I might, my hope is not necessarily to find someone to replace, but find somewhere to join. I think Bobby's got one of the most humble uh, general managers out there. <laughs> and where do you see the future of baseball after this year? Um, is, do you think COVID will continue to have lasting effects on the way that, that, that baseball manages its crowds, manages the stadium, manages its players? Or do you think this is just going to be one year, okay, it's just a little weird, next year we'll go back to, you know, being what we were before? Or do you think it's going to change forever? I don't think it'll change forever. I do, I do think there's going to be, uh, you know, still time, you know, for the country to regain confidence uh, to go back to the ballpark. Um, and I think that, you know, I think the NFL's a, you know, current testing ground for that. I mean, I saw that the Patriots announced that they're only expecting 20% capacity for this season, which is a huge, huge deal. Of course, TV revenue generates the most income for NFL franchises, but, but not so much in baseball. I think there's really a dependence upon, you know, the fan support. And so, you know, I, I do think it's going to take more time. I don't think 2021 will be a return to uh, what we've expected in the past. I think it almost be a sort of a next normal or new normal, for a time being, but I think we'll, I think we'll, in time, we'll see a return to, you know, the ballpark and, and more the normal way of life, you know, assuming that there's a vaccine and there's no other pandemic around the, around the corner. They may, they may do a situation where they, where again, they open up, uh, you know, only 20% of the, of the seats and then slowly they might start to increase that as things seem to get better. If something along those lines. Sure. Bobby, do you enjoy watching the game right now? Is that something that you, you – do you watch a lot of baseball or do you just – you're waiting for this season to get itself together and then really getting into it next year? No, I, I love watching the game. And, you know, I stay up, you know, late into the night, sometimes watching the, the highlights, you know, for a second time just because it, it's still exciting. I mean, it is amazing how, you know, the, the game is so dependent on its fans and to create the envi environment and the atmosphere. I mean, you know, even a walk-off you know, home run, you know, last night uh, against the Giants. And you can just sense the, the excitement of the team, but yet it, it loses a lot of luster when there's, you know, there's no fans in the, in the stands. But I love watching the game and, and seeing guys 
you know, that I followed over the course of their career, as well as young guys that are getting an opportunity, um, you know, at other clubs, as well as, you know, the Giants and others. So it's, it's, I still think it's exciting baseball and, and I'm glad baseball's, you know, taking a shot at, at playing this season, if, even if it is short. I didn't notice the fans after the uh, home run last night. I was too busy beating up my couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. What, what do they yeah. take, take the little cardboard things and go up and down with them or, you know, <laughs> I mean, they have, yeah. they have the noise, but, uh, and which it sounds pretty authentic, but uh, I, it's gotta be kind of weird for the players too. To, I mean, at least they don't have, you know, people booing them or throwing things at them, you know, from that end of it. Yeah. So they can just yeah. like concentrate on the game only. But I wonder yeah. how much it kind of takes out of their uh, steam a little bit, you know? <clears throat> yeah, and the Angels don't even have cutouts. So it's uh, – it's uh, you see at AT&T Park or Oracle Park, there's there's a ton of cutouts, a lot of fans. What I enjoy about that is just seeing faces that you recognize. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> but you have to pan, pan in on the <laughs> – That's right. <laughs> well, Bobby, it's been an absolute pleasure to uh, have you on again. You've been a – Huge a, honor. Yeah. Huge honor. Yeah, a friend of Sports well, Econ 101. A bucket list item has been removed off of my bucket list. <laughs> hey, how do you like that? You, you, were a, you are a bucket list item. How do you, how oh, do you like absolutely. that? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It's an honor to talk to you. Thank, you. thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. Um, got a couple of minutes here. Uh, again, you can, if, you, if you want to stick around, I uh, got a couple of things. We want to talk a little football here. Both uh, Kittle and uh, Travis Kelsey got their uh, huge contracts. And, uh, and then so Kelsey built, bought a building from the uh, from his new contract to help inner city kids. So it's really kind of neat to see some of these guys, you know, they're taking their extra money and uh, and, and doing good with it. You know, well, I I'll, I'll, I'll sign off. It's good okay. to see you guys. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks Thank you, Bobby. Okay. Yeah. He's a good guy. One oh, tremendous. Thank you for bringing him in as a guest. That yeah, he's, he's been on a couple of times and uh, I talked to him over the weekend, uh, just, you know, personal stuff and then just said, hey. Uh, it's amazing he could even give us that much time. Yeah, that's, that's no, he's, really... he's just, he's a, he's just genu- genuinely a, a good human being. We like that. And I hope he finds another team if he's looking to, to GM another team. I'm I mean, sure he has a lot that he could. Well, that's the thing is it's not like he's some guy who's never done anything. I mean, he gets take- 90 years old. Or that he's 90 years old and just wants to retire. Look, I That's mean, good point. you see Dusty Baker still out there. I, I think Dusty Baker's going to be done as a manager when he's in a coffin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, they, and even then they might dig him up and do like a weekend at Bernie's type <laughs> where they might, you know, computer animate him. To, I know, it's like every once in a while I kind of tease, uh, tease, well, not tease, but like, you know, when Vern says he, he ran into Willie Mays and I said, well, you know, you get her, better get a uniform to fit him now because they go, they need him. I don't Giants care whether do. he's uh, 89 years old. They could still Giants could him. use. Could Giants yeah. could, I don't think he'd be hitting much worse than Hunter Pence. What's Hunter hitting now? I think he's three for like 35 or 40 or something. Yeah. So yeah. And one of those 119. Yeah. yeah. The, the Mendoza line seems like 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 a, a galaxy away for her. <laughs> so, and it's funny because sometimes, I mean, Willie Mays went over. 19 or so or over 17 in his career when, when he first started his career so, so but now obviously that was the last time he went over 19 yeah oh i'm sure it was but you know some of these yeah. guys that, it's, they, it's they, different they, when you have a guy starting out and it's rough it's different than when it's you're near the end of your career yeah no that's so, true yeah. and then willie towards the end of his career was getting kind of 
little choppy there in the outfield, but uh, we still love them anyway. Okay, here's our third trivia question. Uh, again, the, the uh, oh, and I have nobody to help me out. I know. The, yeah, the uh, theme is baseball. I only stunk a little. I went 31 and six and 24 and nine in 1968 and 1969. Talking to pitcher, that should give you a hint. 31 and six. Who was the last 30 game winner? After that, I pretty much stunk as my total record after that was 17 and 34 over the next three years. Uh, two Cy Young Awards and the ML uh, or AL MVP in my career, but the Hall of Fame would not consider me. Who am I? Right, and you're so meeting guys that, yeah, were, were alive when uh, that were playing before I was basically born yeah but you'd still, you'd still know this guy uh you might know him for his antics off the field but uh uh he was actually the last 30 game winner and he, so he went 31 and 6 in 1968 and uh i believe they won the world series in 19 i can only think of tom siever no no, no that was uh, uh he was for the mets this is an yeah. ale all right yeah. see us fortune come 101 we'll be right back with some closer. all right let me see Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. 
Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800 709 800-709-4409. 800-709-4409. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Russell Jackman, and uh, we thank Bobby Evans again for joining us. Always a good guest. Uh, so the third trivia question on baseball, I only stunk a little. So this guy went 31 and 6 in 1968, and then 24 and 9 in 1969. And after that, though, he pretty much stunk as he was 17 and 34 over the next three seasons. But he won two Cy Young Awards, and he was the AL MVP uh one year but the hall of fame won't consider him who was he who was the last 31 game who was the last 30 game winner i think of vita blue that's the only nope. thing that's coming into my mind denny mclean denny mclean denny mclean oh, okay. for the tigers right they won the world okay, series that will, yeah again a little bit before my time really so. yeah but still come on you're a ba- you're, you're you are a baseball fan you know, baseball history, I'm not as as adept at as I am, say, the NBA, NBA. or the NFL. I, okay. I've, well, I've I'm going to make that a little team. note, NBA for yeah. Russell. And, of course, you got wrestling. Wrestling is something that I, you still haven't stumped me on. So Really? Yeah. Oh, I, could, I could come up with some wrestling stuff that you wouldn't know. All right. But, anyway, we're going to uh, – I know I could come up with stuff you don't know. That is for sure. More than the other way around. You're absolutely right. All right. Here's our thoughts for the day. Sandy Koufax said, I became a good pitcher when I stopped trying to make them miss the ball and started trying to make them hit it. That sounds kind of interesting. I don't know exactly what he did to do that, but I thought that was kind of cool. And Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Ali said, the old Cassius Clay, right? He said, if you even dream of beating me, you better wake up and apologize. I like that. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Adios, America. Good night.